Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasilo, and with me, as always... It's Ben Vanell here, Tommy, in a world where if you walk the streets of Melbourne or many cities around the globe, you will see nothing, you will see no activity whatsoever, but uh, bizarrely... The world of video games has been more active than ever before. There's, there's a fuckload going on in video games. And I went for a drive today, if you couldn't tell, and looked around and was like, oh, it's like the end of the world, hey. And then <laughs> played video games for like three hours. Um, there's so much shit to talk about, which feels bizarre currently. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, a man who always feels bizarre. It's Adam Knox joining us, the third co-host. It's me. It's cool to find out that Ben writes all those recipes on the internet where they just start with a seemingly unrelated story. <laughs> you know, I was walking down the street the other day and yeah. I thought, oh, fish. Where does fish even come from? So right. I looked up yeah. the origin. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's the start of I used of, to work at a warehouse. A... <laughs> and one day, my boss asked me if I was stacking these, referring to boxes. But I thought he said mac and cheese. <laughs> my recipe for barramundi. I get um, I get very annoyed by the start of the Monster Mash. I'm like, shut the fuck up about the fact that you're in the lab working late and just tell us about the fucking monsters that are in the song. Get to the right. point. Yeah, that's too much no other, no other song about the dance is like, I found out about it at a friend's house. Do the hustle. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 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 Um, so yeah, big uh, big week of releases. Lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, there was a bit of news during the week. There was another um, Super Smash Brothers uh, fighter reveal. These are still being churned out, and there's still another four to come after this. Just an insane amount of post-launch so. content being added this to this is, game. This is the group as well, where like, and it kind of makes sense now. Where I remember Sakurai was like. By the way, Nintendo has already made all of these deals. They've told us which fighters are going to be in these next six. We haven't picked them. These are all Nintendo's choices. Hope you enjoy down the track. And this week, I can see why he was like, by the mm. way, these aren't my friends. I don't know who yeah. these yeah, guys are. Yeah. So this is because, a cross-promotional yeah. uh, deal <laughs> to help strengthen the bonds between Nintendo and Microsoft. Yeah, Not an artistic choice at all. Yeah, or in the case of the uh, the last fighter to strengthen the bond between Nintendo's audience and a game that they people had probably ignored because they had a fighter from Arms in it, which definitely seemed yes. like a bit of like, yes. hey, you know, give this give this franchise a bit yeah. of love. We need to like Bring remind your people brother. that it exists. And uh, yeah, <laughs> if you're going out, you got to take yeah. your cousins with you. <laughs> yeah, ironically though, as as much as this new one, the Minecraft one, Steve, is meant to be you know a cross promo thing, I've seen people saying like, well, I'm not playing Smash anymore. Because it just seems like a dumb, bald-faced corporate choice. I mean, I I can't say that it affects me either way. But I think Tommy, you're still probably the the most tapped into Smash. What do you What do you think about this this cut yeah, coming I, in? I, <laughs> it doesn't even strike me as like super cross promo-y. I mean, that side of it I think is cool in the sense of you know we all grew up around the same time playing video games, and so the idea of they, like characters being, uh, you know, across consoles and stuff like that was just such a, you know, foreign idea. You picked a camp and that mm. was it. You had your Mario, you had your Sonic. And, you know, the fact that we now live in a time where companies can cooperate with each other in this way, and especially in the case of Smash, 
Um, I think it's cool. I, d- I didn't really know what to expect heading into watching this video because there's, I mean, there's already so many characters in this game. There's so many big ones that people wanted for a very long time that it, it, it truly was like, well, who's left? Who could it be? And, you know, I saw people on the internet say, oh, maybe someone from Overwatch or someone from Minecraft. And, yeah, all of those all of those uh, um, possibilities uh, were pretty, like, very, very unappealing to me personally. I, I watched this live and it, you know, started as they all do with a very stylized trailer, um, mm. kind of pre-rendered um, little scenario. And, you know, you then in the course of that, it's it's revealed who the fighter is, and the minute it became apparent that it was a Minecraft character, I turned it off. Um, <laughs> it it just it just seems so for a game that already has so many different licenses and characters and worlds come together in it. This just feels so tonally off. Like it just feels like it just doesn't it doesn't fit. Which is ins- I know is insane to say for something that has like a hundred characters in it already, but. There's just something about it. I mm. guess so. But, like, I mean, the, the fact that this game has, like, math and shit in it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. for people to be like, I don't care about this character, but Roy was fine by me. Mm. So, well, <laughs> okay. But yeah. it does, the Minecraft, it's, so it's Steve and then also Alex. I don't really know. I didn't, I guess the default guy is called Steve. Right. And I don't know who Alex is, but they're the Minecraft lucky people yeah and they look weird because they just look like they're copy pasted out of minecraft they're exactly those blocks there's no sort of um the cartoony smash brothers style applied to them they just look directly like they've been pasted in there which i think is maybe part of why this is so weird because it it seems like it hasn't been adjusted to fit in it's just been plunked in there but it seems like the moves and stuff are kind of cool like if you love minecraft which yeah we have we're probably not in the age bracket to have an attachment to that game Mm. but people who do it seems like they're doing a good job with this character of like you know he fucking mines shit (laughs) and then he (laughs) crafts yeah yeah crafts afterwards that's his his smash move his special smash move is the crafting bit mild day craft all night uh, (laughs) <laughs> I just find the um, yeah the look of these these characters in this game is is just unappealing to me personally. Mm. So that's that's yeah. a, a big part of to do with uh, my problem with it. But I have seen a lot of people uh, online very stoked that this is included. It is such a big franchise that it feels like and yeah, what's what's left? What's not in there? Like it does right. make a lot of sense. And and to that's the get, thing. Like, like when you're up to character number seven hundred and seventy, mm. when it's like when you've yeah. done Ryu and. Ken, I think. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All right, you, you, it's fine. Put in yeah. whoever. Yeah. There are other Microsoft, like the guy from Cuphead or whatever, might have been cooler if it was going to mm, be a Microsoft right. thing for us. But yeah, it's fine. Anyway, sorry, I cut you off. Oh no, I. The, the, I was the just going to say one is... other thing more is the... <laughs> <laughs> we're we're adjusting to doing this over Zoom. It's fine. Yeah, it's only taken literally six months. <laughs> I think more. It's fucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah God. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is, though, you say that they seem like they were just jammed in. It's kind of the opposite because I don't know if you saw this uh, not long after. I think maybe in this video, um, uh, Sakurai mentioned this, that they had had to go back through and tweak every single level that is in the game to work with these because you can, like, dig through the levels as this character. Oh, so they've right. had to go back through the entire game and sort of slightly rework every level to work with this character. And, you know... It does feel a bit jarring and it does feel, uh, you know, it's it's not to my personal taste be it being in there, but you do have to admire the level of commitment and artistry mm. that this team has to go, no, you know, we're going to make it work and this is important to the game. So, yeah, it must have been a pretty, uh, a pretty daunting task to have to go back and do all that shit to make it work. And it's kind of funny for this game to be reaching the sort of level of like those weird flash games where it's like Goku versus an Evangelion. Like Mm. if Smash Brothers ended up at that point where it's like, all right, I'm playing as fucking Tony Danza, like sick. (laughs) Yeah. Versus Little Red Toaster or something. Yeah. This is the first, the first chip away at that block. If you'll excuse the fucking pun into making this like. Can we drop him from this call? Can we drop him? Nah, this is my call. He started it. I don't think we can. Yeah. (laughs) 
Fuck. You can leave. I'll finish uh, this off on my own. I'll do Minecraft no, I, puns for I, the rest of the it's day. Better, it's better I'll, for uh, us to stay. Uh, if I'll, I'll do another do one. do nothing, evil men triumph. <laughs> do you want to hear another Minecraft pun? I could use one more notch in my belt. <laughs> oh. I don't get that one. I, I don't know. I wish I the had a pickaxe to, notch, uh, to smash myself oh. in the head. Yeah, he's not. He's Notch. He's the guy. He's the bad guy, right? Notch. He did some bad things. Uh, I don't know what's up with him, but I think he's a l- maybe little weird on Twitter type of guy. But I, I don't right. actually know. That's just right, right, from right. the right. back of my memory, which oh, is the most I, reliable part. <laughs> I uh, are, are we done with this this Steve guy? Because I just remembered a news story. Yeah, I don't think it. It is what it is. Who cares? It's Smash Brothers. There's going to be a million Just, characters in that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not for me. But it like someone saying they were going to turn the game off and not play it anymore mm. because of this. Mm. It's like it represents like yeah one one hundredth of the overall game. So, it, and yeah. you know, again, this seems like a a very weird, um, uh, you know, out, out of the box uh, character choice. And then you remember it, they've still out got of, four out more. Of, out of, for fuck's sake! <laughs> out of the out of the blocks. Yes. Yes. Then you remember they've got four more characters to add. So it's like truly, who right. the fuck else are they going to put well, in here? I don't know. And Nintendo partnering up with Microsoft got us Banjo Kazooie, right? So the chickens are coming home to roost, and mm. this is the price that you pay. That's a good point. Yep, it's a very good point. Mm. Thank mm. you. <laughs> uh, it is. It is not the mo- the most bald faced cross promotional tie in that they could have used. Apparently, the next four are the Xbox Elite controller, the Xbox uh, Series X, uh-huh. uh, the Xbox Series S, one more, and Master Chief. We're all uh. playable characters in Smash from <laughs> from tomorrow. It's an amazing. Uh, but yeah, um, the thing I just remembered uh, that made me have to eat my words. Just seven days after announcing my... Um, Donald Trump will never get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but now... <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. The other the other character being added into Smash is just the phrase, Trump has COVID. That's yeah. the next... That's the yeah. That would make me stop playing it. Yeah. To be fair, I guess I yeah. can see how the Minecraft people feel. Um, so Genshin Impact, a game that I was talking about last week, your brother Nox had been playing it as well, mm-hmm. put a fair few hours into that one. Um, and I, I, I had sort of still been looking up some reviews and stuff the past few days. Um, I saw a lot of people saying stuff like, oh, yeah, if you want to play this game, you might as well, you know, hand your address over to the Chinese Communist Party and, you know, making a lot of semi-racist comments about and, a, a video game that is made by a Chinese company. And you know what? They've got it. Don't worry. Right. Like, it's yeah, too yeah, late yeah, for that. Yeah. Yeah. They <laughs> yeah, hacked yeah, yeah. fucking Sony. Remember that when they hacked D- Sony? Absolutely. The, they they bought it off Facebook in a, yeah. a legal <laughs> like, <laughs> transaction. Every government in the world has it. Don't yeah. forget about your privacy and shit. Like, it's too late. Um. Uh, and so I was like, oh, you know, this is this is like the second Chinese game I think I've ever played knowingly. And it was like, oh, it's cool. It's a bit of a ripoff, but, you know. <laughs> What's the, what, was the, what was the first and how many do you think you may have played unknowingly? Those are two questions. The first, the like first is <laughs> Cruel Band's career is the first oh, yeah, that course, I, where I, yep, I yep. looked at the Wikipedia page and was like, oh, this is a Chinese developer. Uh, as, as for unknowingly, boy, I mean... Mm. Um, could a few could have got it under the radar, yeah. yep. <laughs> China yep. style. Hey, um, you you don't you don't see video game race, and I I respect that, dude. Yeah, yeah. You put um you put Ridge Racer in front of me, I can't see anything. Yeah. It's yeah. just a blank <laughs> yeah screen. Whereas yeah. me, on the other hand, when I'm buying the game at JB Hi-Fi, I'm at the counter saying to the guy, "No, but like, where is it from? From you know, you know, I mean, you know what I'm asking." Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm Genshin buying it in Impact. Melbourne. Huh. <laughs> That's an interesting name. What's the? Uh... Can you spell what that? Are, where are Where are your parents from? Genshin Impact. Where are your parents from? And then so okay, all of that, all of that going on inside my my head. And then today I read, uh, Genshin Impact has censored the words Hong Kong and Taiwan from its game. You can't mm. write them. It's not obviously in you know the game's text, but if you're in multiplayer, <laughs> you can't type those words out. 
<laughs> right, yeah. right. I mean, it's that's not fantasy world. Wow, this is just like Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah. And, like, that would be a Chinese government stipulation, right? That isn't the developer's choice. Yes, I think it's also that. But I think coupled with the fact that I think people already are starting to just associate the word or the country China with, you know, the Communist Party, mm. it's like, oh, this isn't this isn't helping. But you're right, like, this is an issue with uh, international politics Right. With video games. And at some point, like, you know, all my clothes were made in Bangladesh and in the wrong circumstances. Every Mm -hmm. other video game is either made in the US or Japan predominantly that I play. So, and, you know, the US government more than the Japanese one have issues. Like, yeah. yeah. If if you choose to look at anything in the world, you can blow it up to the point where it is not okay to do. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it just. It's starting to feel a bit like we're in, uh, you know, 1963 Cold War where anything Russian, you know, is is demonised. And it's like, well, most of the Russian people weren't, um, you know, Communist Party spies. It it just feels like this weird thing that seems to be like hanging in the air around video games because China, I think, is, you know, trying to increase their, you know, output of video games. Culturally, they want to be involved and, and we're starting to butt up against this sort of thing. And you get with video games, in my um, observation, two very strongly opinionated groups on either side of the spectrum where everything is political and anything that you touch you ha- has political ramifications. And then the other side is like, shut the fuck up, leave it alone, it's just a video game, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. me being a little bit smart, I land in the middle. But like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, I don't know. It's it's a really complicated fucking thing to reconcile in the modern world, especially when you have all this information about the circumstances under which things were made and the and the governments under which those circumstances exist. Mm-hmm. It's it's tough to know what the right thing to do is in any situation ever. Mm. So yeah, it's made fifty million dollars at this point. I saw. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's done well. Yeah. Uh, so haters back off. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, that is interesting that it's made that much money when um, a big part of your review was that it's free to play and that it, it in no way yeah. in your experience. And this also was echoed in uh, the Facebook group during the week of other people listening who've played it that uh, they've found yeah. it very easy to get a considerable amount of the way through without ever having gotten close to spending any money at all. So for it to make mm. that amount is, uh, I guess when- that's just. People that are loving it uh, and and are prepared to sink that money and are just hammering it, presumably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you give people the choice, actually give them the choice of whether they give you money or not, people are more likely to, I think. Patreon.com slash filthy casuals pod. It's up to you. You don't have to. I, I, this is embarrassing, but I've been playing Candy Crush uh, and I've. (laughs) I've put I've, I've paid some money into it. Yeah. I've paid yeah. some money to get some fucking lives. It's just, you know, uh, I, it is the, the same philosophy, right, of, of that addictive gameplay, which is good and it makes you want to play it more and yeah. it locks you out at some point. Now, I don't think right. Genshin Impact is locking you out of the game at any point. Maybe it's gating your progress, but, yeah, I paid like uh, $3 to play Candy Crush for a little bit longer, and like you know, and everyone does that a couple that. times. Yeah, it's yeah, one of those things yeah. where when you're when you're not in front of it, it's easy to go, "Fuck, that's dumb. Why would anyone do yeah. that?" And yeah. then when you're in the zone, you're having a good time. You whatever, you're on the train, you're killing time. You're like, mm. "Yeah, three bucks to just yeah. play for another like hour. That's nothing." And if the game if the game hangs back on you know forcing you to pay on stuff, then it's much more likely to be there when you are in the mood to do that. Mm. Versus pushing you away immediately by being over the top about it. So it sounds like Genshin Impact. Yeah, it like it's weird to talk. I don't know. It's so strange to think about. It's cool that the game does seem to be separate from the monetization of the game, mm. and it makes the monetization of the game seem more palatable because it's separate. Right. Like even the even the um, battle passes and shit, and like a Call of Duty. Mm. they grate a little more on me because, I mean, they're all superfluous things that you get from them and it doesn't really matter, but they're so um, front-facing and they're so there all the time. There's right. always a little highlighted push wire for this. Like, it, 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 it pushes me a little bit away from the free part of the product or the, the part of the product I already bought, at least. Right. right. So, yeah. 
I guess what I'm saying is patreon.com slash filthy casuals pod. I guess that really sums up what I'm trying to say here. Oh, we should actually mention it. Uh, we should have done this at the start of the show, maybe. We're starting a new, well, we've started a new series on Patreon, The Filthy Casuals Guide to Life. Each episode is going to be a big theme. We did comedy already because that's the most important aspect of life. Mm. And yeah. we got it out of the way first. Um, but we're going to do, like, I think tra- travel and dating and cooking and, and very, you know, big, broad topics and we'll just sort of pick them apart and and tell stories and maybe go through some other people's advice and and rip it apart and yeah just just have a bit of a gab it's been fun so far and people seem to like the first one we got a little um uh earnest about our own comedy careers and stuff and people seem to be into that but um yeah it's a good time to jump on patreon because there's also about a hundred uh previous episodes where we just talk about movies and uh and music and stuff and and the the video game book club before that too. There's a bunch of yes. shit on there. But yeah. um, yeah. yeah, just a fun little mini series for for mm. a bit here. Trying something out. See what yeah. you think. Hey, let us know. Eh, you don't have to though. <laughs> Three dollars if you want to keep listening to the podcast though. We <laughs> <laughs> can wait twenty four hours. Um, but should we move on from news stuff to games? We've been playing. Yeah, games well, this week. Uh, speaking of uh, free to play games, something that came out in the last week that is. Free to play, um, provided of course mm. that you have a subscription to Nintendo mm. Switch Online. Mm. Is, uh, I was about to correct you there. Yeah, our fact checker <laughs> was about to jump in. I pushed my imaginary glasses up. I'm the only one who's not wearing glasses, but I, yes. I, I pushed yeah. up my contact lenses, jammed yeah. my finger into my eye. <laughs> a nerd wearing contact That's lenses, great. correcting someone, going like. Actually, ah, fuck. <laughs> That's awesome. The great evolution yes. of the yeah, actually guy. <laughs> I think you can hear it squishing. Anyway, yeah, it's it's on um, for a limited time only. Yeah. On uh, yep. Nintendo yeah. Switch uh, Online. Get your jollies off between now and March 31. Uh, mm. Super Mario Brothers 35. It's basically the original Mario Brothers game reimagined as a battle royale where... Yeah. You play through the game. Every time you jump on an enemy, a little ghost version of that enemy shows up on someone else's screen. You're playing against real people. You're playing against 34 other real people. And, uh, yeah, you basically just have to survive as as long as you can. You've Every 20 coins that you get, you can um, uh, um, do like a random item box thing, sort of similar to how they are in Mario Kart where you may get – a fire flower or a mushroom or, or um, something of that nature, uh, which is very helpful if you're, you know, if you're small Mario and you're, uh, you know, on the edge of, on the cusp of death. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I played a few rounds of it the other night and uh, I found it fun. I came second in one, which I think is maybe the best that I've ever done in any form of Battle Royale game ever. Um, mm. so Arguably, coming, coming second should always be the goal. Listen here, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, you can take that one to the bank. This is a bloody family podcast, all right? (laughs) Oh, is it? Jesus. Yeah, and I'm saying the kids have to learn sometimes, so good on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Happy to help. Happy to help. I did think it was weird that uh, when I finished second, uh, Luigi came up on the screen and said, you may not have gotten the crown, but I can tell you're a real ally. Nice, brother. Really good stuff. (laughs) Yeah, that makes a lot more sense now. I hadn't hadn't really (laughs) thought of it in those terms. Yeah. But, um, uh, can you can you just because uh, cl- I haven't played this I don't have Nintendo Online, so uh, you like start a normal level and you're just going through the level. What is the so if people are jumping on enemies in their own other parallel levels, what's happening? What is that? Are they coming into your level, making yeah. it harder? Is that yes. what it yeah. is? They, yeah, they pop up. So if someone's like targeting you, it's similar to Tetris. It's almost exactly the same as Tetris ninety nine, where you can pick. Uh, people to to send them to. So you can either go, hey, send them to people who are attacking me, send them to a random person, send them to a few other options. And they'll show up as little ghostly gray versions of those enemies on your screen or on theirs, depending on, you know, where they've gone to, obviously. And if you jump on an enemy that's been sent to you, you get extra time. You've got less time than in a normal normal Mario uh, game. And it is just Mario Brothers 1. Like it starts from level 1, 1, or you can start it later if you want. And then you, you... potentially play through the entire game uh but with heaps more enemies in in a similar way to tetris 99 where instead of blocks it's enemies and i've got to say this is not very fun 
<laughs> I mean, uh, Super Mario One is a classic, but even just playing it again, you know, it's fine, but it's not right. hugely engaging, especially if you played it a million times over the years. And now imagine if playing it was really annoying. <laughs> because yeah, people keep sending yeah. a bunch of fucking Goombas and Koopa Troopers and shit to you mm. And it just, the the type of game that Mario is It doesn't really work in that same way as Tetris Where Tetris is such a, a natural kind of mechanical game That you can really focus on the tactics around what you're doing a lot more easily mm-hmm. In my opinion, than with Mario Where the specifics of timing a jump and... It, Having the muscle memory built in of what Mario 1 is like and then having to fuck with that is kind of interesting in right. the same way that Mario Maker was, but also bothersome. I just found it irritating mm. to play, kind of. like you, I didn't feel like I was super in control of what I was doing tactically to other players, and I didn't feel like I was enjoying it as a platforming game. So, it, yeah, it didn't really hit for me. And I don't care anymore that it's being deleted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. I, I had a good time with it. I spent two hours and I, I definitely got sucked into that thing of, you know, you finish 11th or whatever and then go, oh, okay, you know what, I'm going to have... I'm gonna have one more go because I reckon you know I, I just want to try and I want to try and get number one, um, right. and I, yeah I enjoyed it. I like that you that it gets progressively more and more chaotic. If you know if it's a game that you've played dozens and dozens of times, by the end you know the further on you're getting your your screen is more and more and more dominated um, by enemies. I think you don't get any kind of effect or um, uh, advantage. If you hit the enemies with a with a fireball, so you you know, even if you do have that, I think you you're still motivated to actually kind of defeat them in the in the more yeah. difficult way. Um, but all of that being said, <laughs> <laughs> all of that being said, I haven't touched it since that first session, and I doubt I ever will. <laughs> like, yeah. I like right. I enjoyed it. like I really enjoyed it, but I you know I'm not feeling myself like pulled to chuck it on every you know right every every day or anything like that i you know I, I think it's i think it's cool that they tried it and i i i can understand a lot more now having played it why it is a limited thing i think it's just this like this kind of doesn't really fit into this format no. but hey we want to do something different and weird and fucked up to celebrate the anniversary so <sighs> like hey what about we just like throw this together and put it up there for a couple of months like it know, almost feels kind of it feels more like you know they'll do like an event in Fortnite that's a time limited thing and it changes the gameplay or whatever it feels like that but for tetris 99 like yeah, oh yeah, we yeah. jammed mm. this weird thing in here for a little bit to celebrate mario and just the the my it's it's cool in the same ways that tetris 99 was but tetris is more fun to play than Mario won with too many enemies. It just, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, not sure. that fun to ha- just be jumping more. It feels like a really bad Mario Maker level where they've just some kid has gone put a hundred goombas in. You're mm. like fucking well, learn mean- a clue, kid. Get a <laughs> get an idea, mate. <laughs> well, Tetris is already inherently about survival and right. You know, Mario mm-hmm. Brothers is about uh, progression. Like it's about trying to make sure. it further and Absolutely. further on. So they're, they're, it's just a completely differently formatted thing. But like right, yeah. And this the way that this works is it form it um hinders your progression in an annoying way with Mario and Tetris increases that feeling of survival. So that makes heaps of sense. Yeah. yeah these yeah, two yeah. work yeah. in different ways. Yeah. Um, but it's free. So like, give it a go and maybe yeah. it'll yeah, click with you. Right. Uh, so a game that was not free, but was cheaper than a normal game. This was only like <laughs> 50 bucks. Hell this yeah. is not a full price game for some reason. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons. Um, we all got pretty excited when this this um, launch trailer dropped. What was it like a couple of months ago? It hasn't. It wasn't announced uh, ages ago. Like E three ish when that would have been maybe time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and it, look, it's it's exactly what it says on the tin. This is. It looked like at that time a fun revival of space dogfight games. Um, without a huge amount of depth and a multiplayer focus. And, hey, that's what it is. Um, uh, But I'm really, really enjoying it. I I like these kind of games. I've liked them since Wing Commander, you know, uh, playing that on eight floppy disks, you know, on a a 386. Mm. Um, 
I, I'm a big fan of No Man's Sky as much for the flying around in a spaceship as the whole everything else. Um, and I don't think there's been a really tight, simple, easy to play, just, you know, polished version of this game for years. There's been, you know, indie developers trying to do stuff. I think it's, is it Re- Rebel Galaxy or something? Um, <laughs> is like something that I've been recommended before and didn't really grab me, but um, this has the polish that a Star Wars game would have, and they've they've done a really good job with it. Um, cool. It sort of dumps you dumps you into a storyline very similar to uh, Battlefront Two, where you play as an Imperial person and sometimes you play as a as a Rebel Alliance person. Mm-hmm. You fly around in your X wings, your Tie fighters, your Y wings, your A wings. Your other kinds of TIE fighters. Yep. W wings, <laughs> um, H wings. W wings, yeah. B barbecue. wings, I think there are actually B. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> B- buffalo wings. Buffalo wings, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Telephone wings. Blue cheese um, sauce leader. Uh, wedding yeah. wings. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's super slick, super polished. It dumps you straight into the story to get you used to the controls. The controls are very good. It's basically like um, the left stick is roll left and right and throttle back and forth. The right hey, stick ben, is basically look. Yes. Just quickly, just to warn you, Knox has got that look on his face. I know. I'm clearly I know, just I thinking of <laughs> of other of other wings that he can trot out. I've had to barrel forwards, but I can see <laughs> the cogs are turning, <laughs> and he looks stumped. If I'm honest, he's got his phone out. He's doing some googling. What are other things that have wings? <laughs> have, a, have a little faith, <laughs> Patrick Ewings. Yeah, I had to look yes. up whether or not that was the name of someone I knew or a famous person because <laughs> I knew I had the name in my head. But he's an American <laughs> basketball coach. Yeah, played for the Knicks. He used yes, to play he did. For the Knicks. He was a. He was. He was great. He's tall <laughs> as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Patrick Ewings uh, was worth it. <laughs> was worth stopping down, <laughs> waiting for that Google search to load. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Can you repeat the last five minutes? I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the the controls are. <clears throat> pretty intuitive. It's throttle back and forth on the left stick. Right is look around. Um, I'm I kind of I don't know if you guys would have this uh, because you're maybe not as, as big a fan of <clears throat> these kind of games. I was sort of used to the the right the triggers or the front triggers as sort of roll. You know, like barrel roll. I think maybe Ace Combat. Uh, it was like that. So mm-hmm. the the roll and the throttle being on the left stick is still taking me some getting used to. I've been playing it for a couple of days and I'm still not quite uh, fully to grips with the controls. It's not quite second nature, which you kind of need for a game like this, right? Like sure. it's all it's all that sense of control. But like, fuck, it really feels fun. The like variation of loadouts is, um, is great. Like you can really customize what you're going into each battle with. The ships have different feelings to them. You can change like your engine types and your hulls. Like you can really like make the ship for you. The story seems pretty simplistic and there's not like, you don't like walk around, you know, like every in-between missions thing is like, you're just like looking at a diorama and it's like, click to talk to this person, click to talk to that person, get your briefing, um, which I think, you know, it speaks to this being a lower priced game and a lower budgeted game. Um, but yeah, fuck all the missions flying around are super fun. I dipped into the multiplayer last night and it's great. I always rated the Battlefront 2 multiplayer uh, the highest when it was the dogfight stuff because that was right. just, I don't know, just more fun. You're not just doing like a Battlefield style running around a map and shooting people. And, I mean, yeah, fuck, it's still fun. Um, the only issues that I've seen around are that there's some bugs, some graphical bugs and like AI bits of like that ship has just stopped. Like I had to reload the whole game in one story mission because like the guy who was supposed to be leading me just wouldn't move. So, huh. <laughs> imagine a bloody uh, uh, an ineffective leader um, uh, standing in the way of progress. <laughs> like I said, sometimes politics ties into the rest of the world. And it's just it takes a certain mind to notice these moments. Anyway, please continue. Onion wings. 
Yeah, you know, actually, Darth Vader has trouble breathing as well, right? So <laughs> I, that's that's even more funny in retrospect. Blow up Tatooine, <laughs> vote. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, fuck. Apart from like these little minimal techie issues that um, I think are even more prevalent on PC than the consoles, um, I can't really fault it. It's super cheap. If you uh, like, I it did intend to, to buy a physical copy, which got delayed, you know, for obvious reasons. But like, you can get it for under under fifty bucks Australian, which is crazy for mm. a really good solid package of a game. And, and the multiplayer is strong enough that it's kind of there's no end point, you know. Like the story mission might be you know short, but the multiplayer goes on for fucking ever. This is also on EA Play, which is gonna be on xbox game pass on mm. the 10th of november too so i'm kind of hanging out for that to give it a go yeah 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 and and yeah depending on what you're already paying for it's on pc uh is yeah pc game pass also has ea play wrapped into it as well i think they all do yeah 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 so there's gonna be a huge player base for it uh matchmaking's been fine like all of that shit you know which can be an issue with multiplayer even day one day two for me was fine so yeah, I mean, if this looked like a cool game to you, you like the dogfighting stuff and space uh, piloting stuff of old, this is mm. a great version of it. I, I, I recommend it. This is a buy from Ben. <laughs> <laughs> wow, an official Ben buy. That's it. We haven't had one of them in ages. That's it. And on that note, as, as is tradition, I have to say goodbye. And that's me out of this episode. <laughs> Every time Ben likes a game, he immediately disappears. He's, he's checked <laughs> yep. out. Boy, he sure yeah. does like a lot of games, and he's often pretty keen to get the review out within the first five minutes of the ep so he can fuck <laughs> off and do something else. Wow. I just, I'm just so tethered to the meanings of words that when I say, this is a good buy, I have to leave. It's mm. just, you know, mm-hmm. that's, I'm mm-hmm. just a literal person. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, we got a Ben buy. I wonder if we'll get a Tommy totally get this this episode <laughs> as well. Tommy okay. Went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And an Adam yeah. ah video games don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, this week I've been playing Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Mm. Which is a Sequel developed by the people who made the remakes, the relatively recent remakes of the first trilogy, and they have, uh, I guess somewhat arrogantly, chosen to decide that none of the games that they didn't remake uh, exist. They've they've just just decided to insert this in and pretend that there's not, what, like five after Crash Bandicoot 3 or something like that? Something like that. But to be fair, that wasn't necessarily so much their choice as it's the choice of everybody who has lives in the world. Like, (laughs) almost everybody considers, forgets that those existed, maybe didn't play them. I'm sure they have their fans. But especially when the whole thing this game is doing is pushing that nostalgia button. Right. This is the right move to call it for. Like Tony Hawk's Pro Mm. Skater 5. Remember that? And then that turned out amazing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I've spent uh, spent a few hours with this now, and it's uh, like I'm coming to this from the position of I didn't really play the originals back in the day. I didn't. I, I played a bit of the remakes. That was kind of my first uh, real exposure to these games, but I didn't. Um, right. I didn't complete any of them on the uh, remaster. We assumed that came out. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, they are yeah. hard. I gotta they say are hard. that they are really hard. Yeah. They're and hard this, games. And and this one is challenging too. Um, it gets there, hey. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh I'm really loving this. It's it's a lot of fun. It's got great level design. It's challenging in a way that still feels really. It still feels fair. Like there'll be there's segments where that are pretty punishing, but the amount of checkpoints are. Mm. Dotted around so liberally that you're only, even in like a really hard bit, like you're only ever really trying to do that bit at one time. You know, it doesn't have that annoying thing where you die and then you've got to do this like whole huge stretch again. Like even if a bit is really beating your ass, it's only ever like that bit, which <coughs> makes it feel a lot more manageable and, and just not as frustrating. 
if you're playing on like the modern mode, but there is also a retro mode where it has lives yes. and you restart the full level if you die yes. too many times. Now, now, pretend if you can that I didn't do the basic level of preparation for this show that you would expect that I would <laughs> and haven't seen any gameplay of this game and haven't played it yet. Is this... Are the levels linear? Is this an open world platforming game? How would you describe how this plays compared to the old ones? Did you ever play the old ones? I've played them recently. Yeah, great. You get it. It's, it's okay. literally they they have followed up on those in a very um, faithful but sort of modernizing way. Where there's things like you you have this little kind of highlighted shadow under you when you jump that makes yep. it clear where you're going to land. The thing with mm-hmm. the lives being gone if you want. Um, everything, it, it feels like they've, t- none, the difficulty doesn't come from it be f- feeling archaic. Right. Yeah. It feels right. like a modern game, but it is a pretty straightforward, here's the set path, Crash Bandicoot style, you're walking towards or away or side by side of the camera at any point, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. that yep. style of corridory game. Right. Which I think With- was a bit of a complaint that some people had about the remakes was that they looked great, but they were still very faithful um, to the originals right down to some of the parts being challenging in kind of an unfair way. Like it's right. some of it, some of the times you would, a lot of the time you were dying due more to imprecision than due to just the sheer challenge of it. And so right. I think they've the clearly like could- taken that and gone, okay, yeah. we've got to... Yeah. We're doing this one from scratch, so it's gonna it's gonna feel modern and just challenging, and not like a warts and all kind of, yeah. Exactly, it maintains that same fucking really good look too. It it looks mm. amazing to me. Like yeah, the animation yeah. and and the style of it is so um, distinct and bright and and cool. Like not cool in like a you know what I mean by cool. It's good. But it, it's not going to fucking ride a motorbike, but it doesn't sure, need sure, to. Sure, Although sure. Crash maybe will ride a motorbike in the game. Who knows? Mm, yeah. Mm. Okay. So it's not. Don't rule it out. Is That's it wearing one wacky Oakley bandicoot. sunglasses? <laughs> is it wearing Oakley sunglasses and a floor length uh, leather trench coat or not? Yeah. Is it, yeah. It, 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 the, when you open the case of the game, it punches a jukebox. Who cares about this road that we're going down? <laughs> Fonzie! Fonzie is still is to this the day the coolest cool. person who exists. Yeah, yeah still yeah. in a guy who was yeah. <laughs> he was cool in the seventies <laughs> because he was pretending to be cool in the fifties. Yeah, and these days he's even cooler. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think people would even know what Happy Days is who are listening to this show. I think that's not a in twenty twenty. Am I right? I ain't have one of them yet. Oof. But uh. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it looks great. It, it sounds looks incredible. The part. It's got all the mm. old sound effects, but done up. You know, the when you when you get the little mask guy, he goes. It, it yeah. it's got all that shit. You're breaking shit, boxes. Yeah. It's counting how many boxes in the level you've broken. When you get to the end of the level, you're like, how the fuck did I miss two? I mm-hmm. they, I saw every part of the level. It's impossible <laughs> that I missed two boxes. It's classic Crash Bandicoot I, for the modern I'm having era. the opposite. I'm like, how did I miss 111 of these? <laughs> <laughs> Crash Bandicoot should not work for a removal of service. He would completely fuck it up. or He'd either smash everything or he'd lose a bunch of boxes. And that's my <laughs> new stand-up bit I'm taking to the stage after COVID. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're right. It, it looks it's it's like a yeah beautiful 3D Looney Tunes cartoon. The uh, the level design uh, gets gets better and better as it goes along. Like there's like so the you're basically kind of going through going through time. So there's lots of creative kind of world design and um, yeah you you have like an overworld map. So there's a um, there's like a sort of New Orleans-y style city. Then there's like an an old kind of temple with dragons and stuff. There's like a Mad Max kind of world where there's a bit where you're being chased towards the screen in a, by a big car and you're in this sort of rolling ball cage thing. Um, there's already been so many like different. There's a bit where you're in a bayou and there's like a little delivery guy on a um, he's like a food delivery guy on a fan boat and you're on the roof of it having to like destroy obstacles so that the Mm. fan boat can pass through there's just so much interesting creative uh design stuff in it and some really nice little visual flourishes 
you unlock these masks that give you abilities at certain points in some of the levels, which I guess is the big change from the um, from the originals. That yeah. Almost like, yeah, Mario-style um, certain segments where you have this spin ability that means you can basically fly. There's one where you can slow down time. There's one where you can make um, things appear and disappear out of thin air. Uh and there's also, I don't know if you got up to this bit, Nox, but there are, in addition to Crash, there are, um, there are three other characters who you play as who you will, in the sort of linear sense, you'll play a level as them that you kind of have to complete to go on to the next one and then you unlock that character and kind of a branching timeline through levels that you've already done. So there will mm. have been a bit, for example, where when you've played through the level as Crash, uh, like whatever, a bridge blows up randomly and you know crash kind of looks at the camera and goes oh what was that and then you can go back and play as one of the other characters and see how their story kind of intersects with that so you basically play this other character and you see how what they've done has influenced the level that you've already played it's kind of a neat touch and it it Mm, means that there's like little bits of yeah replayability in there there's also every nearly every level I think has a new skin that you can unlock for Crash if you get a set number of gems, which is just yeah. there's so much stuff to find and collect. And I mean, yes, yeah, for for replayability and for for bang for your buck, if you're someone who wants to get everything and collect all those things, they it seems like they really have stuffed this um, absolutely full of content for you to go and look for and find and discover. And that's the bit that like so I didn't really interact with that much. I don't think there's microtransactions in this at this stage, right? I it's don't not think asking you either. to pay for these skins, but like Crash Team Racing was like that at first and then introduced it later on. Mm-hmm. And this has the feeling like it's going to do the same thing. Like it's so weird to turn on a Crash Bandicoot game and scroll through 70 pages of legal documentation yeah, at the start yeah, yeah. and have to accept it. <laughs> it's so weird. And it's doing the like, kind of wacky music. And it's like, mm. our lawyers will sue you if you don't agree to this or whatever <laughs> yeah. happens. I've never, but um, that, that one element of it where it's like, sign up to the fucking Activision thing and we'll give you another crash skin. Good for you. Mm. Uh, just yeah. irritated me a little bit, but it, it's not that big of a deal. I think Tony Hawk had the same thing. I think that's kind of an Activision yeah. thing, isn't it? Tony Hawk oh, had yes. the exact same legalese that you had to scroll through, but with uh, punk rock soundtrack underneath, yes. which is yeah. arguably more jarring and out of place <laughs> it's than so the weird. tribal music of uh, Crash. To be like, Rage Against the Machine play well, it's yeah. like, but also <laughs> totally. you are a part of this machine. Uh, a follow-up on Tony Hawk review, I 100% at each section. Whoa. So that's... That's good. It's a good game. And then I deleted it because I was like, well, I don't want to play multiplayer and I guess there's nothing here left for me, which is a personal thing. But I think once I ticked every box, I was out. But I literally ticked every box. Wow. Um, Get a load of the yeah. Birdman over here. That's right. <laughs> squawk, squawk, eh? Oh, um, and also while we're on the issue of uh, cosmetics and microtransactions, all that stuff in Star Wars Squadrons seems to be fine. You don't actually pay for anything. You accrue, you know, currency just by playing the game, and it's right. like colors for your ships and and um, avatars and and uh, like fucking helmets and gloves and shit. But that's cool as well. There was a, a good amount of customizability. Also, mixing and matching body type, quote unquote, masculine and feminine body types with masculine and feminine heads and voices was all interchangeable, which is, I think is pretty cool. Yeah, that's great. Mm. Uh, Crash is, is good. It's, it's, if you aren't into those first ones, like as much as they've modernized that gameplay to some extent, you're probably not going to think much of this either. It's Mm. really, even though it does have that variety to it and stuff, I think those sections are actually a little less fun than the regular platforming because as you can imagine, they're a little less fleshed out. So it's always quite simple stuff in my opinion, where like, it's just about timing jumps while something moves or, you know what I mean? It's all a little kind of gimmicky. The, uh, you mean the, the masks thing? No, the, the, like the little, um, events that will happen in the levels that are like you sliding down something or you riding some different vehicle or whatever. Oh yeah, sure. I see what you're saying. The, the yep. sort of non-platformy bits are. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but also they they come and go so quickly. They're about the flash of it rather than the. It's not meant yep. to be 
not that that excuses it not having gameplay as good as the regular one, but you get what I mean. It's it's another Crash game, which is cool, and they've done a great job of of doing that. But yeah, again, if you didn't like those first three, guess what, brother? You ain't going to like these. Mm. That's what this, I reckon. Uh, yeah, 3D platformer might be my favourite genre, and this is a really, really good example of one. I'm, I'm having a really great time with it. Yeah, I think it's... um. There's yeah, there's so much creativity so far in the uh, I think five worlds I've played, and yeah, I would say if you like 3D platformers, if you've never played a crash game before, I would argue that this is maybe even the best place to start over the um, sure over perhaps even the remakes because it it does have that modernization and and slight quality of life. Even little things like if you're repeated, I've noticed this a couple of times. Um, and maybe this is something – I assume this is something you can turn off and on, but it's on by default. Uh, if you're dying repeatedly in one section, it'll chuck a little checkpoint in halfway through it or it'll chuck a little mask in halfway through it after the, I don't know, fifth or sixth time that's just there as a little extra little lifeline. So it never feels – you know, it never feels too overbearingly like this just isn't fun now. But – um. Mm. Yeah. And it's got like a little story that kind of follows on from the others with like cartoony cutscenes, but it really that stuff is so to the side and uninteresting that it's incredibly <laughs> uh, stupid. Yeah, I mean, yeah. one of the characters that you the I think I said this when we talked about Crash Team Racing the the Crash Bandicoot extended universe, which you know I, I had <laughs> yeah. no prior knowledge of until Crash Team Racing. Some of these characters. So there's a, one of the people that you play as in this game is a character called Dingo Dial, <laughs> who's <laughs> half Dingo, half Crocodile. And uh, he's great. His sections are his sections are really great. He's this big, this big fat guy with a vacuum cleaner um, My running ears are around. Burning. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll yeah, always the whole, clean it up. The whole <laughs> lore of him is uh, is is very very sucks. silly. You, you see uh, him sitting in a bayou and his restaurant that he owns gets burnt down so he decides, all right, I may as well go on a little adventure and torment, cra- mm-hmm. torment Crash and his friends. Yeah, the, the, the cutscene bits are act, uh, almost border on annoying for me where like compared to maybe that <laughs> Ratchet and Clank remake where oh, it was sure. a bit of sort of fun, Yeah, these just aren't funny or like that well made. They're fine, but... They're, they're that real thing the- where they're animated v- very well so they look like good cartoons they look like right. you know a pixar or a dreamworks or whatever but they're sure written by people who don't have a tenth of you know the skill with dialogue and stuff that those studios yeah. do i, I realized just then that i like skin a rat checked my phone because i was thinking about those cutscenes, and because <laughs> i've been checking my phone during those cutscenes because i've been so <laughs> bored by them my brain triggered the same response just then. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, they're not like detrimental to it or whatever. They're just what you'd imagine. Also, huge issue. This is the one big issue with this game and kind of mm-hmm. the Crash series. I don't, they've never seen a Bandicoot. Whoever originally <laughs> drew, drew yeah. Crash Bandicoot had no... Yeah. They're not orange. They don't, they're yep. not that shape. They mm-hmm. do wear jorts, but other than that... That's the one thing, yeah. That's the one thing they got... Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. They don't have. They. Yeah. You. They're very quiet, little creatures. They shy they look, away from the spotlight. Literally. Right. <laughs> they look completely fucking different. This guy's um, just a fox or some shit. I. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like Basil Brush. It could just be a steroids. surname. He doesn't necessarily oh, okay. have to be a Bandicoot. Yeah, he could just be a good fucked point. up looking right. dude who loves John Cena. <laughs> yeah. And his last name is Bandicoot. Uh, I I don't like 3D uh, platformers. My least favorite genre, I'm gonna say. But I love the original Crash games, and the only reason I haven't played this is because a I was playing the Star Wars Squadrons game, and b uh, all my other free time has been uh, taken up playing Crusader Kings three, which I cannot <laughs> stop playing. I am fully addicted. 3:30 a.m. the other night. Wow. It was, it was a school night. Have um, you have you taken over Europe yet? No, but I've taken over Scotland and I'm moving in on England. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where are you Ireland. from in this then? Uh, I started in Scotland, in like no- the north oh, of Scotland. Sure. But you were just the- like a lord or whatever in Scotland and then you... Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, like a, a duke or something. Um, but like it's such a free-flowing game where it's like you'll have two generations where you're 
military focused. You're moving throughout, you know, the great British Isles. And then you'll die. Your son will be a fuckhead. He didn't learn anything as you raised him. Maybe because you didn't raise him right, you were focused on, you know, your was, wars of conquest. There was so much venom in your voice when you said that the son was a fuckhead then. It's, I can it's, see how invested in this game you are. Uh, and it's yeah. so frustrating because you spend so much time, like you will spend three or four hours. You give and you give. <laughs> and then but this fucking kid. And maybe like when you die, he's already like 23 years old and he's had time to develop relationships or not, you know, and like he'll, maybe everyone in your court hates this kid. Maybe they don't. Maybe sometimes <laughs> they like him and it's great. But yeah. sometimes the the leadership will change and you have to spend that whole generation just winning people back over and all of those plans you had fully are on pause uh, but that's the kind of game it is, and sometimes you lose a war, and you're like, "Oh fuck, I'm back down to like a few counties, and it's all starting again." But it, the game just keeps going. It's sort of like Civilization, where it's like you will have bad generations, but that's it's still it's not a lifetime. It is it is a history. It is thousand like about a thousand years or something, or like you know maybe eight hundred years. Um, it's great. It's great. It's really, really fun. I still recommend it uh, Recommend it to everyone uh, as long as you have the time. <laughs> yeah. It sounds <laughs> sick. I really do want to jump in on it at some point. Mm. As you can imagine, playing a game that will <laughs> encompass the entirety of a history book, I know that I too will get sucked into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, I'm, that does... It's weird that knowing I will like something heaps will push me away from it, both in this game and in the relationships I try to maintain. Um, just quickly before we uh, wrap up for this week, to very quickly um, go back to something Crash Bandicoot related, I would like to encourage everyone to go onto the PlayStation Australia Facebook page and look back about a week and a half ago for a post that they made um, to commemorate the impending release of Crash Bandicoot 4 that was a throwback post to in, I believe, 1999, and it was them going, let's take a look back at when Crash Bandicoot visited Australia to promote the launch of Crash Team Racing on the PlayStation 1. And it is a bunch of, like, washed-out old photographs of a man in a big old dank-looking Crash Bandicoot costume just walking around the city, like there's one, there's one shot that's him in a blockbuster video, standing in front of a big poster for Notting Hill, just holding <laughs> like a, just holding like Fuck the DVD yes. case and just pointing at it. Oh, and then there's like, there's like the cops pretending to arrest him and like stuff him into a. Ca- it's it's awesome. It's a really, Fuck. it is such an of its time. Post. The Coles trolley. He's sitting in a trolley. Yeah, oh yeah, my god. Yeah. <laughs> I stretching against the Macca's sign. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah, sick. It's so good. <laughs> Arms Crash around Bandicoot. police. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Crash Bandicoot wouldn't have visited Australia. He's from here, surely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They flew him out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why he looks so weird because he was visiting friends and getting drunk with them the whole time he was back home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, oh, yep. fuck, I got to go and fucking take photos <laughs> in a fish and chip shop. Oh, these are great photos. Thank They're you for really, bringing really to our good. attention. They're really, really good. The Blockbuster <laughs> video one is fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, it's Crash and Pluck-A-Duck. Actually, I guess Pluck-A-Duck would have been done by 99. Yeah. yeah. And it yeah. also looks like the suit looks like it was designed by someone who got described the appearance of Crash Bandicoot by someone who was in a real hurry and wasn't yes. allowed to take notes and then had to go into their workshop and kind of just do it from memory. Like so there's a great f- making the suit like two steps removed from what a bandicoot looks <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. an awesome photo of him getting basically like poured into a harbour taxi in Sydney, yes. I assume, yes. where it's like he's barely in frame. The guy <laughs> pushing him in is like got a full mullet. It's a great photo. This it's is awesome. awesome. It's really I wonder. Good. I I I bet. There is a photo of Crash Bandicoot standing on top of Uluru that they decided not to repost. (laughs) (laughs) I bet there are photos from that too that are in retrospect crook. There is a photo of him with his arm around two cops. Uh, Yeah, that's a good one. uh, Yeah. 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 Uh, Can you tell what city it is? I think it's Sydney. Yeah, okay. Well, whatever whatever city, 90s Australian cops. (laughs) Like, just just write the word corrupt. It's shorter. 
<laughs> Good shit. So there's a bit of homework. Are we going to end every episode with like Tommy's meme corner now? Yeah. Here's Crash Bandicoot <laughs> with the Jackson Jive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's wrap it up on uh, Filthy Casuals yes. for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. Go to filthycasuals.com.au. You can find the links to the Patreon where we do a bonus episode every week. We're currently doing the Filthy Casuals Guide to Life. We've got the premium episodes on our band camp where we've got histories of franchises we've got kind of um i don't know little flights of fancy topics mm-hmm. we've got heaps on there we've done some film commentaries and stuff heaps of bonus stuff on there that you can get yeah uh what else we've got our let's plays on youtube um so much stuff but it's all at filthycasuals.com.au thank you very much for joining us We'll see you next time, and as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. And my suffer wing (laughs) could be another one. (laughs) Yeah. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.